You're listening to the CX Spotlight mini-series, Conversations in Isolation, an honest conversation with business leaders in the CX space about the rapid changes happening in the world during the COVID-19 crisis. Hello and welcome back to the CX Spotlight podcast and our mini-series, Conversations in Isolation. Uh, today's conversation was with uh, Trilath Pillai. He's the GM of Freshworks Australia. He was Freshworks' seventh overall employee, moved over to Australia from India about five years ago to build the Australian arm of the business. So we get to talk about why customer experience has become the key differentiating factor really for any business looking to thrive in today's COVID-connected world. And within that, how employee engagement directly impacts the experience that the end customers receive. And ultimately, the way that AI is starting to automate service and augmenting human customer service agents. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Sri Pillai. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Steve. Very happy to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. And you know, look, I've been working um, with your company uh, for a couple of webinars this year and got to know you guys pretty well. You've got a really interesting company here. You've had a lot of growth in Australia. Tell our audience a bit more about Freshworks and your story as a company from when you started back in, was it 2010 when you when the, when the company right. launched? Yeah, that's right, Steve. We, we're actually celebrating our 10th anniversary. We're uh, a customer engagement software provider. And uh, when I say customer engagement, that's throughout the customer lifecycle. You know, you need marketing automation to get your customers. You need your sales folk to be managing those leads and, and opportunities, your service people to be, you know, supporting your customers and finally customer success. So across the mm. customer lifecycle from marketing, sales, support and customer success, we've got solutions that we believe help to create a great customer experience. And, uh, so far, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be uh, amassing uh, 40,000 paying customers. A great story here in Australia. I set up shop five years ago here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. We opened our offices in Melbourne uh, 2019. From the uh, local data center launch, we've had great uptake for our solutions. And uh, yeah, I'd say I think, you know, 5x growth since I set up shop here in, in, in Australia. And fun fact, our very first customer was in Australia, Perth, uh, in Perth, a college in Perth, Atwell College in Perth. So uh, Australia is, uh, you know, a a lucky, happy ground for us. So that was the first customer for the company. Yeah. It was a Perth College, interestingly, so early on. And what what brought you to Australia? Yeah, multiple things. So we were obviously headquartered in the US, built up a team there, and then we we opened up uh, UK. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're looking at other uh, regions to open up. And, and I thought, uh, you know, Australia being, well, our first customers from there, isn't it? Our first and hundredth, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. About Australia. So uh, when we decided, you know, to be opened up new, new offices, you know, uh, I, put in, I put in my hat and, and said, uh, why not? Let me have a go mm-hmm. at this. And, and here I am. As I said at the start, I've had a lot of enjoyment running a couple of webinars um, with with your team, with with Maria in particular. And I think, you know, we broke a few records there in terms of the the number of people that attended that webinar and then stayed on for another half an hour post the 
supposed end of the webinar to keep asking um, questions. So, you know, clearly you attract a very engaged audience. What is it you've done to get to get that level of, of engagement? Is it the, you know, is it the product? Is it your people? Is it something about internal sales processes? Uh, but you're doing something well there for sure. Steve, uh, thank you for that uh, observation. You know, uh, as cliche as it sounds, especially here internally, you know, I think it's a fresh approach. <laughs> right? mm, yeah. So, uh, you know, gone are the days when uh, you have to do with uh, multi-million dollar contracts stuck up for five years. You know, gone are the days when, uh, you know, it's, it's the vendor that, that's, that's, you know, holding your neck, you know, in terms of, you know, how you should do business now. Nah. Mm. I think, you know, the, the SaaS revolution uh, and, and really, I, so one of the things that COVID's done, you know, I, I famously say this, right, is it's really brought out the, the niceness in people. <laughs> so uh, I think really it's, it's a combination, obviously the product, right? So uh, we make solutions that, that set up very easily without too much of help from, you know, maybe consultants. or, or mm. So we, we really, you know, have a product, well, have products today that are easy to set up and, and, and get ROI from. Yeah, uh, we we provide service that that does not break the bank. In fact, we mm. provide free support to our hundreds and thousands of customers who use our solutions in the free tier. So we've got a free tier. We've got a we've got a paid version. Now there are obviously hundreds and thousands of customers who use our free version. Mm. We provide support for them. The way we look at it is, you know, we're here to to help them solve their issues, and as a result, we make yeah. a better product. So. Yeah. So we're gaining from it and, and we're, we're, we're giving back to the ecosystem a better product and also making revenues from the better products. So why do we charge for it, right? So I think it's, it's a whole, uh, and, and that's similar with in terms of, you know, how employees themselves are, are buying into this vision, you know, uh, and, and I think overall uh, a happy community internally will obviously uh, mm. bring out a happy customer base as well. And you mentioned, you know, COVID and the impact of COVID and it's having a positive impact on on people's behaviour and how they interact with each with each other and so on. But you know, it's also been a tough time for many organisations the last um, six months. How have how have you guys gone? So I think I, I was I was attending another webinar uh, when someone said March was when the lockdown was announced here in NSW, right? And I was looking at my WhatsApp and I was wanting to find out what did we do back then? You know, how did we? Yeah. How did we start all of this? So I realized from September, uh, sorry, February onwards, we had people work from home, and uh, I, I foolishly said, "Let's take it week by week." <laughs> so forget week by week. You know, here we are, right? So I think yeah. there's a lot of us who've who've, who've uh, not really fathomed it as well. So uh, I'd say because of the way we operate in terms of you know having cloud-based solutions throughout. You know, having our single sign-on. You know, you you you're signed on to Azure, so you're signed on to all the apps that you use at Freshworks. Yeah. So uh, I, I think all of that, you know, being digitally native from from you know from day one has helped us tide over mm -hmm. this. So uh, some some of us have even told me, "Sri, we'll see you next July." You know, <laughs> so that's all fine because uh, we seem to be doing well also. So. We've always been that organization that that allowed people to to work from wherever they are. Sometimes yeah. we stop people from working in their holidays, you know. So, so I think right now, while in terms of a business impact, we did see 
you know, a number of customers come back to us and say, hey, we need a little more friendlier terms. Can we can we take a take a rain check for the next three months? Mm-hmm. We did that. Uh, we saw a number of customers who who were uh, you know asking for advice. You know, how did you guys do this? Tell us. You know, and and yeah. we helped them as well. So it has been a big, uh, you know, uh, definitely monumental change in 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 behavior as well as business impact throughout. Fortunately, we've been on the on the good side of things. You know, being able to help. So yeah. we're very grateful for that. But as you can see, you know, we've seen many businesses be affected. And because our solutions help the front line, yes. we know, you know, when the front lines put off work, we're seeing the effects of that. Yeah. It truly has hit the economy badly. You know, some 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 countries even even bigger than than Australia. But overall, I think people and businesses are now getting smarter in the way they they're optimizing things. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, when we all come out of it, everyone, you know, are, are in different versions of coming out of it, yeah. but we're all going to be better for it. Tell me about that, the, the idea of optimizing, you know, we are getting better as we optimize. What does optimal look like? Do you have any examples there? I'm the product nerd. So might I include, you know, an example from there, yeah? We're no more sitting in offices. So we, we just don't have that, hey, buddy, you know, and ask you something right so uh, now we're all at home there are many occasions when you don't have that immediate access to advice our agent assist bot really a, a set of faqs that present the, uh, present themselves to the customer support rep whenever the customer support rep is answering a ticket he she can interact with the agent assist bot and actually get advice on next steps so that has, you know, taken off not just with us, but also with with uh, organizations that we help. Other examples is, you know, a, a set of frequently asked questions, which is put out there and available for customers themselves to, you know, answer themselves, self-help, if you may. Yeah. And no more is it nine to five, 24 cross seven, right? So everyone's opening up friendly bots. I use the word friendly bots because, you know, uh, uh, well, we're all adapting and, and really em- embracing, you know, the bots uh, that, that are out there. And, and when we brand them, market them in, in a friendly way, customers are likely to interact with the bot, you know, accept the mistakes that the bot may go through yeah. and overall also help in the upkeep of, of, of that bot's knowledge. We're seeing a lot of customers, you know, uh, no more is the nine to five gig happening. It's 24 cross seven. Let's employ mm-hmm. bots as well to make that 24 cross seven experience. So uh, a lot of automation, which is not just, you know, customer facing, but also internal that that we're seeing, you know, when I I want to look at that optimized word. Mm. And then I I suppose there's also, uh, you know, uh, the way we we manage our work. So uh, open calendars, uh, Zoom meetings that, you know, are very crisp and clear, right? And in fact, water cooler sessions yeah. <laughs> so we put this uh, Friday every week. Friday we meet for half an hour. You know, as a team, we actually call it a water cooler. You know, meet. Yeah, and yeah. we have people speak about politics, and that, there's a lot going these days in that. And, and and you know the likes. So we know that you know we've got this half an hour of fun time that we can look forward to, but but uh, and we don't lose that connectivity and camaraderie across the team. And the rest of the time, it's 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 great work, you know, hardcore work that's happening. So uh, 
a lot of optimization happening. That's a huge amount of optimization. I really like the idea of the um, service agent bot as well, you know, jumping in, but guiding the agent through the process. So is that helping the agent kind of understand and kind of follow the stages of the customer journey? That's right. That's That's exactly right. So it's almost like, you know, you have this senior rep who's talking to you right in front mm. of you, right? So they've, they've been through this and they've put out this set of workflows, if you may, right? So ask the agent, ask the customer if they've done X. And, you know, the, once, they, once you have the response that the customer did not do X, but did Y, mm-hmm. so then the, 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 the bot's telling you, oh, if it's Y, ask to do this. So that really kind of keeps the agent you know, kind of consistent as well in terms of, so there's a, a level, if all agents are using the bot, then you get a level of consistency in the customer experience as, 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 as well. Absolutely. So, you know, let's just look at, you know, obviously now we're in a, we're six months in, and I think organizations have had plenty of time to get over the initial, you know, having to plug some gaps, you know, deploy stopgap tactics. To, to deal with you know, service issues when when their agents have had to you know shift from an office-based environment to a home-based environment to deal with that you know horrible spiking calls um, for, for for many customers and we've kind of you know kind of gone through that phase I think now to a phase when you know businesses are now in a position where they've identified what the risks are they've managed those risks they're starting to manage those risks the leadership team now has kind of come together and is really kind of starting to plot a proper way forward and reinvent the business model. So, you know, what are the differentiating factors? Now we're in this kind of more mature phase of, of, of COVID and accepting it's going to be here for 12, 24 months and it's going to have a transformational effect. You know, it's unlikely we're going to ever go back to the way things were. So what do you see really as the kind of the, the, the key differentiators that a business needs to thrive in this world? I think customer experience has, has never been more important, right? There was this research, right, which I forget the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it's 80 percentage plus. So mm. 80 plus percentage of, of uh, you know, customers would pay more for a great customer experience, right? And this was pre-COVID. <laughs> so so uh, when, when COVID's there, it should center around the customer so much more, right? So, uh, and, and and not just about, you know, being available, but also there, there's a layer of personalization there. You you know, systems should should know the customer for who they were, who they are today, as well as the history of the customer with the organization. And then on top of that is also a bit of an emotional level of understanding. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. this customers come in. Uh, yes, you do know the customer in terms of what they did, but are you also aware of the emotional level at which you know they are interacting with you at covid's really stretched or 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 made us you know think so much more you know deeper about a customer in fact we we have these you know keywords you know you could say face mask you know covid mm. corona so you know organizations today are, are 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 asking you know how many tickets you know did we get in 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 terms of you know uh, being related to covid you know yeah. And uh, they're, they're themselves now plotting their future in terms of, I think they probably know even just as well as the government, you know, whether COVID is going up or down because they're able to see themselves in their systems, in their data, that there are now fewer people coming to us re-COVID. 
uh, so I think you know the of paramount importance. No matter what business model you want to call it, subscription-based invention or being digitally available, but customer experience is so very crucial. Whether you're going via a channel, you know, I'm just speaking of Freshworks, right? Whether you're going via a channel, whether you're going digital, whether you're doing sales yourself, right? And and that's it's very much you know similar to a coffee shop as well. So you'd really want to know your customer in out and, and for for their current predicament, you know, situation, emotional level, uh, as much as possible. So customer experience always at the fore. And I think you know if you look at public markets, you know, uh, enterprise software. Some people are saying there was no COVID for enterprise software. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so so uh, I, I think you know, yeah, very grateful to be able to help. I think everyone, no matter what, can be grounded by want, knowing that they have to know their customer in and out. Just that point about there was no COVID for enterprise software. Just just unpack that a little bit more for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was a, a tweet, you know, I, yeah. I read yesterday or today. Right? So yeah. I had a number of companies in there being mentioned, yeah. When, when they say there's no COVID, you know, it's it's really only from a business impact standpoint or maybe revenue impact standpoint. But COVID, my my one and a half year old daughter possibly knows that there's there's something off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we we're going and, and we're always having these sanitizers on her, right? So yeah. uh, six months ago, she she never knew of sanitizers. So every single individual, you know, is being affected by COVID. Now that statement of enterprise software has no COVID. I suppose it's really, uh, you know, revenue impact. But but yeah, everyone's really affected by COVID. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to, you know, I, th I think you're you're right. You know, because you know, just because of the way in which they have had to leap in, you know, it's often to the rescue for large enterprise organizations who we're, you know, very heavily all dependent on, be that, you know, banks, utilities, telcos and, and government, you know, that enterprise and government space has, you know, has often been uh, slow, you know, large, slow moving tanks as well, and often has, hasn't had the agility. And, and it comes back to that point about agility and, you know, you, you, your ability to get, you know, to switch a customer uh, over to your solutions, you know, have, how fast can you move is my question there. You know, are you, can you get, how quickly can you get a customer up and running? Absolutely. So uh, I think that's also why, you know, we recently had Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. So if you go to their website, you'd see, you know, a, a chat as well as a bot combination right there, you know, ready to, to, to help, you know, visitors understand things. Now, uh, similarly, we've helped a, a, a government uh, uh, institute here in, in NSW, you know, in terms of co very specific to COVID, we've had help set up a 150 member team on, on their telephones, you know, in, in two weeks flat. So obviously uh, they had to set up something fast. They had to go up and down. And, and we did, you know, not just the technology, but also the, the licensing arrangement we had with them. I mean, I think we're, uh, you know, like I said from in, in one of my earlier comments, it's brought out the niceness in people, you know. So mm. we're, we're absolutely collaborating at a whole different level. You know, yeah. we, we realize that it's not just the product, it's also the, the commercial terms, it's also the people terms. And, and, and when we, I suppose that's also a reason, right? So, so when we realize that this is the 
the end effects of our work yeah. we more you know uh, uh, endearing in wanting to do the best you know for our customers so uh, I, i think being being able to pro, uh, set up fast being able to have these users learn your software fast mm. being able to go live fast and also the experience you know from there in terms of the user using the software as well as the end customer being supported by 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 the software there is ease of use throughout and that's one of reasons you know we we've been able to you've probably never seen a billboard out there with freshworks you know marketing but uh, we've got you know 2500 customers in region over 10000 customers here in australia using our free versions so it's a lot of word of mouth that's gone there and 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 uh, i am of the belief that you know uh, the, the the quick deployment the ease of use and the fresh approach to to how we go about things uh, is is a factor there and you touched on there you know the ease of use for the employee and i think a few things we've been discussing here are about ultimately making the experience easier for the agent empowering the agent giving the agent knowledge how important then is that to deliver the outcomes that customers are looking for today uh, obviously a company has multiple touch points with the customer you know it could be with your billing system it could be with your delivery systems it could be you know with your uh, with your website right yeah. so, uh, all of these coming together for the front line the front line needs to know what happened last to that customer it's paramount for the front line to be able to serve the customer with the right context that's very important and mm. then again you know also you know to understand that this customer maybe also went to the website before actually reaching out so you're not going to ask this customer hey did you check this because you already know that that customer had checked out their faqs right yeah. i've had this experience myself really you know so the big fan of you know commonwealth bank i made a wrong transaction over my app i i used the wrong account to 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 do a transfer and this is while i was you know sitting in a party no lesson learned but uh, <laughs> so i i used the, the bot inside the app my name is siva right So Siba the bot helped me out and and finally had to transfer me to a, a live agent who who made the call. So here I was, oh my god, am I going to repeat all of this because I'm first of all in a party, I'm panicking, I'm not yeah. sure if I'll be heard. That's why I tried the self serve yeah. bot, yeah. But this gentleman said, "Hey, uh Mr. Pillai, I know you've just done this. Uh you must be freaking out. Give me a minute. You know, I did not have to repeat my problem. The exact transaction was quoted by this live agent." and uh what do you know you know uh, one minute of a big minute but at the end of it you know he did tell me hey we reverted it all is well continue enjoying your evening you know so if this person you know if that exchange between the bot and the human did not have that context i would have to get out of the you know the the the, the place repeat yeah. but yeah. all of that's there so so and and the best part about it was you know in some way it must be the the language i used when communicating with the bot you know chatting with the bot but the agent also understood the emotional you know situation i was mm. in a bit mm. very much and so well commonwealth bank can pay me later but yeah you know <laughs> i'm a big fan right so that that won it for me as a consumer that was my my moment with the bot that was um, monumental for me to say hey bots can work the thing is that experience that you had 
you kind of then expect other organizations to be able to match that experience. You know, it kind of sets the bar. So I can think of plenty of organizations where, and I'm not talking small organizations, I'm talking, you know, large organizations where you interact with them and you still, and if, and if you're going through from a bot to a human, or even just from web chat to a human, you're having to repeat information again. And almost to the point, you know, the information's there, it's in the web chat, you know, can't you see it? Why are you asking me to repeat information? that's in the web chat. Why didn't you read that? You know, and it, it's so frustrating. So we get that kind of that combank experience where it's exactly what you're looking for. It's exactly it's that I don't have to repeat. You know who I am. You know the context where, as, as well. You know my emotional state and you respond accordingly. You know, and so, you know, this is this doesn't have to be an experience that's purely for large enterprise organizations, is it? Because the cost of this technology is not an enterprise cost. Small organizations can afford this, and small organizations can invest and deliver in this. So I guess the question is, and this is not small versus big, because there are big organizations that equally fall down. Why are some getting it right, and why are others just still not get, not there yet? It, it's, yeah, it's not just about you know the availability of technology at the right price. It's just, yeah. I wish it were, then, then you know <laughs> things would be so right. There's a lot of teams operating in silos. Yeah. Right? So what could be the commercial transaction team is using their own system. Mm-hmm. What could be the, 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 the digital service team could be using a own system. And in fact, what could be the people on the phones could mm. be the system. So for, for, for uh, you know, the chief customer officer, let's say, right, for, for this person, to be bringing all these teams together, their systems together, and then investing just about right piece by piece to be, you know, integrating these pieces or maybe just going, nobody does the whole bang, especially today, right? So uh, everyone wants to invest piece by piece, see success and then build on top. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, while there is a chief customer officer, you know, beneath those silos need to be broken down. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way I, I meet with customers, you know, I, I always start with the customer, right? Yeah. Bring the bring the most painful customer conversation on the table, and then bring your silos to be discussing that customer, right? So if 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 organization started with the customer, and that's why you, it's it's clean, you know. So people like like Apple, mm. they they're studying their customers so closely, yeah. right? And, and because of their fixation with the customer, uh, those silos are really not there, right? So Steve Jobs uh, famously said, you know, we'd, we, we're still at, you know, operating as, as a startup. And the beauty with startups is we all work together. You know, we look at the customer, how do we do this, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I think, you know, with, with that, uh, if, if there is a lot of difficulty, yes, in breaking down these silos, in, in integrating technologies, putting politics aside, but if that company's culture is customer oriented, these are secondary. So, so it really goes to show, you know, why it's, it's clean. Like as much as COVID's brought out the niceness, when you really look at, you know, successful companies, you can clearly see it. If they're fixated about the customer, they will do well. 100%, absolutely. When you 
are engaged by one of your customers and you're coming in at a, at a very transactional level, you know, you're putting in a technology solution, you know, with X number of seats, support, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not what you're really doing. You know, you're coming in and, and really, you know, solving some of the problems for your customers, for their customers, as it as it were. Could you just could you give me a bit more of a an insight, you know, into the kind of problems that you really come in and solve for your for your customers? Sure. So, uh, by the way, uh, uh, where for us, you know, when I said customer engagement solutions, mm. it's both internal as well as external. So there's the customer, and then there's the the internal customer for a, any organization, and that is staff. Of course, of course. Yeah. So uh, just you know, be use an example. So today, uh, what Satya said, yeah. So two years of uh, digital transformation, you know, has happened in two months, right? Mm. So uh, there were many organizations. I'm just quoting this one, right? So there, there was this organization that, you know, had to, uh, uh, you know, recruit as well as onboard uh, people uh, virtually, right? So you needed to have a, a, a portal where you can have relevant approvals and workflows be done simply by the click of a button. So if if X has been recruited, X's managers should should know what devices and technology and applications uh, X needs. And, and from there, uh, X's manager should be able to speak to HR to enable this for, for X, the IT manager to provide this for X, the, the admin and facilities to, to, to enable a business card, you know, all of that, right? So now, it, it, and, and believe me, you know, uh, uh, this company was across so the multiple uh, continents, right? So you could have someone who uh, onboarded in Sydney, but you got, you know, the office in the US, etc. So the, the problem statement is how do we make this a better onboarding experience, right? When the customer is open with presenting their problems, that's when vendors like us are successful, right? So I, I think, you know, the, 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 there has to be enough water you know under the bridges right to to uh, provide uh, to to make sure that you know there's a great relationship there's great transparency and sharing happening for the customer to be presenting the problem to you for you to then you know uh, uh, consult or, or provide solutions so we we have the service catalog in one of our ticketing systems the service catalog is really a a, a shopping cart like experience for the onboarded employee Onboarded employee can click on what she wants. Yeah. From there, necessary approval emails go to the manager. When the manager clicks on the approval email saying, yes, approved, necessary workflows go to respective teams. Necessary tasks are assigned to respective teams. And finally, you know, uh, it's, it's delivered, right? So uh, when, when we approach a customer, uh, if, if the customer is sharing with us as much, we, we not just have a sales and a, and a solution engineering team that will show them what's possible, but yeah. we also have an onboarding team, a project management team that you know, is, is, uh, gives them a white glove experience, yeah. Yeah. Them on, sets things up for them, trains them up, and post, that, post their go live, we also have a customer success team that will take care of their needs from then onwards. So, it's, and, and all of these people use 
the same platform in terms of when the problem was first raised by the customer, we've documented all of that. We use that single platform, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, j just like how this customer has their single service catalog to know the whole history of the of the employee requesting, approving, etc., we also have this single platform that the priest, that the solution engineer, sales, onboarding, and the customer success teams need. So I suppose transparency and sharing is most important across. That's so true, and also having that single platform is just so critical because so many organizations still have all of these disparate, disconnected technologies and, and, and sitting on different platforms. The CRM sitting over here, they've got silo DRPs. It's not just the silo uh, organizational components, but it's the silo technology um, stacks as well that seem to operate completely independently of, of, of one another. So, you know, there's no data flowing about the customer across those different technology stacks as well. You know, if you're addressing the needs of a customer who's coming to you with those kind of legacy systems versus a, a clean slate, digital only business that, you know, can doesn't have any of that legacy. Yeah, how, how do you deal with those two kind of scenarios, the customer with the legacy uh, technology versus the clean slate company? Do you take a different approach? Uh, it's always piece by piece in that way. <laughs> so uh, we, we always, you know, break, uh, first try and find a small problem or break a big problem into smaller problems, right? And uh, the, the beauty with, with our solutions, uh, Steve, is we integrate with any of the legacy solutions out mm. there. Right. Uh, that's uh, and just like so when I believe when Satya came in, one of the first things he did was uh, he he enabled the whole Microsoft application in in, in the iPad as well, right? Yeah. So, so you have to you absolutely have to work with whether you call it legacy or or mm. other technology partners. You know, if yeah. you know. so we have our solutions that integrate with whatever you know, a customer may be having. And we proactively look at, you know, avenues to be integrating deeper and wider, right? So with that, when we get into a customer environment, if there is a small nut to crack, we crack that with, with our solutions. And hopefully, you know, the trust and the experience from that gives them the confidence, you know, either to, to replace a whole legacy system yeah. or slowly start replacing you know, teams over to Freshworks solutions. Yeah, I, I'd always recommend bit by bit, mm. uh, and rather than the whole, you know, replacement. Because I don't want. I I personally do not want a project that's longer than three months handled by anyone. You raise a really good point there, Sri, about the way Satya, you know, changed the culture at Microsoft where, you know, historically everybody, you know, they were competing against everybody, would never collaborate, partner with any with anybody. Apple was a competitor and, and the, the net result was a terrible experience for the end user and for the customer. And he, he changed that culture. And I think it's a really good example you gave there. And it's a pre-COVID example because he started that uh, transformation many years ago now. You know, I was consulting with Microsoft 2016-17 when a lot of those changes were, 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 were happening. The thing is with COVID, what I'm seeing, and I don't know whether you agree or not, but I'm seeing now it's just all of the vendors that in the, in the customer experience space that were cutthroat, you know, at each other's throats, you know, 
wouldn't collaborate. We're now in an environment where I think a lot of those vendors and partners are just having to collaborate with each other to get the job done for the customer. Is that, is that just because of the people I'm speaking to or is that really happening? Uh, truth be told, so, uh, you know, when you have the end customer in front of you and they request for anything, so that, that is your customer, right? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's, uh, it's imperative. Right. So uh, I think it has always happened, at, especially the enterprise software space, because, uh, you know, today everyone's got something that competes with another. Right. So so uh, uh, you, you wouldn't want to uh, look at it that way, because then you, you close yourself off uh, and, and you close your customer off. Uh, just not good for the whole ecosystem. So uh, I, I, I I remember this, you know, uh, one of uh, my uh, one of the events that I attended, I was the first person to walk into my my dear competitor's you know table and and wish him you know how are you right so uh, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think and, and you know what uh, what we ended up discussing was about a third competitor <laughs> <laughs> was fun but I I think Steve in the enterprise software uh, space. Uh, Forget the legacy systems. If yep. there was anyone that was born 10, 15 years ago, there's a lot of more collaboration happening in the enterprise software space. Mm, absolutely. Now, look, I'm, I'm you know, conscious of your time and, you know, and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm having a great conversation with you, but I just want to kind of turn our attention to the future a little bit. So what are your aspirations for, you know, Freshworks? I mean, you know, you've alluded to some great companies in our conversation that have been, you know, truly, you know, transformational not just for themselves but for the world what are the limits for fresh works where are you going no no limits so uh, uh we never thought we'd be here where we are so uh mm. for me personally it's it's two things that i'm very passionate about one is uh you know keeping together what you just said in the beginnings i'm very happy you shared that with me right so the the culture and the fresh approach we should always be that you know that that fresh company to deal with and two is, uh, I think it's about time, you know, we, we take the, the, the company and the name, uh, you know, uh, further wider, whether it's, you know, uh, sharing our customer stories uh, or maybe finally have that billboard, you know, at the airport. I don't know. But mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, we, we need to really spread the story further wider. I look forward to be doing that here in region. We, we have aspirations ourselves of hitting that $1 billion revenue mark, you know, and uh, I'm sure, you know, Girish would, would change that goalpost to $4 billion someday. Of course. But uh, the, the happiness is in the journey. So uh, not too fixated about $1 billion, but, you know, hearing from people like you, you know, uh, saying there is something different that we're doing here. I'd love to, to keep that culture, you know, to, to always be the same. Yeah, certainly you've built out a great team here in Australia, and it's very evident when I deal with them. So, you know, certainly wish you well with that. And aside from a, you know, cure for COVID and a win for the Super Kings, what else are you hoping for? I think, uh, you know, uh, somewhere I heard uh, half of the, the those bad loans, you know, that, that uh, we had stopped, uh, half of them have started paying, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I really wish for Australia to continue you know, the streak of, uh, of, of, you know, good economics. I know we're in a recession, but, but the good news, you know, of, of uh, half of loans being already being paid, 
I, I genuinely hope, you know, all is well for Australia. It's a really beautiful country. So uh, I, I, I wish, you know, and, and we're one of the better people in terms of handling COVID. So, so yeah, I, I, I wish, I, I wish for, you know, great things for Australia and, and I hope to be, a, you know, to be able to help in, in some way. Yeah, look, I think when the history books are finally written about, you know, the episode we're currently going through, hopefully, you know, historians will look back and, and really kind of, you know, document just how well Australia and on their neighbours in New Zealand have done, a, you know, managing COVID and, you know, you, you're a global company, so you're well aware of how other countries are not doing as well. It's certainly great to be in Australia at this moment in time. I think we feel pretty safe and very fortunate. Every time I'm speaking to a colleague anywhere, mm. the world is grateful. You know, uh, yeah. it's always there. Yeah. Look, Sri, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Wishing you well, um, stay safe, and best of luck to the team. Looking forward to doing some more work with you as well. The, the pleasure was mine, Steve. I think you know you should be having so many more of these. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.